on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. We're just vibing. Be tuned. Season 3, Episode 67 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Saturday, this lovely Memorial Day weekend? I'm feeling pretty good overall, actually. Up at the, the cottage, haven't been up here since, uh, shoot, probably August or September last year before our, our hockey season started, so uh, August probably. So, you know, it's been a little while, but... But back up here, uh, good, good to be here. It's a really nice weekend for it. Um, just good chilling. Our boat is not in the water, however, though. Uh, we're still working on some repairs on it and getting it prepared for the season. So if we're going out on the boat, we're going to have to go out with um, some of our friends that are up here. And their boat's still not in the water yet either. So it's mostly just kind of hanging around, just enjoying being in a different scenery, enjoying the nice weather. But it's definitely good vibes overall. Uh, good to get that kind of change of scenery. How are you, Michael? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I got a nice long Memorial weekend. I took Friday off, and I've got Monday off as well. So it's nice four-day weekend. Look at you. Yeah, got my stitches out yesterday, so pretty pumped about that. And then I've got a wedding tomorrow, which um, it's for one of my buddies I've known for quite a long time. I'm not really familiar with the rest of his guests. I mean, I know my parents are going to be there. I know he's going to be there, but he's the groom, so uh, it might be... A little bit uh, more of a strange atmosphere at a wedding compared to our last couple. But overall, I'm super happy to be off work and enjoying the weather. I'd love to be up north right now, but um, we moved that a week early so that we could be the wedding. And our dock is just not, like, getting put in. Like, the guys who do our dock every year, they're just like, no, we're not doing it. Oh, that's that's an that's an issue. I we I don't know I don't know the guys who do ours. Um, it's like a, it's a company that we hire that, that that does ours every year for our whole association. Um, so we need to. I'll try to. I'll figure out their names, contacts. Maybe need to send them your your folks way because that that's a problem. Yeah, a little bit of a problem. And my parents are like, how much how much would it cost for you and your buddies to go up and do it? I'm like, um, I don't know about that. Wouldn't pay me enough. And the reason why we're having such trouble with it is because it's the longest dock on the lake and it's all wood. It's not like the metal docking that a lot of people have nowadays. So a little bit of difficulty there, but Tony said, I don't care if we don't have a dock. I'm still putting the lift in uh, coming up and the boat's going to be in no matter what. So I like that. Mm -hmm. I I like that mentality. I'm pumped for it. Uh, But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, there's a little bit to talk about. Obviously, we got two series in the West that have finished uh, as of right now because we are recording on Saturday. The uh, final East um, series has not finished yet between the Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll talk about that um, and what we're looking at. But when it comes to the actual Tampa Bay Lightning, we've just kind of been chilling. And I guess we can talk about uh, Braden Point. The Tampa Bay Times came out and said, that they are unsure if and when Braden Point will be back for the playoffs. However, with more time off, let's just say the the Hurricanes and the Rangers go to Game 7, that's going to look even better for the chances of Braden Point to be able to return some point in this playoff. So 
the more time off, the better to get a, a stud back out on the ice for us. And with how that um, series has been going so far, the hurricane, I guess the Hurricanes whole playoffs in general, still only one on, on uh, home ice and have lost every game on the road. So they'll be on the road tonight. Uh, if that trend continues, then we'll be seeing a game seven and that'll, that'll be good. Um, I, I think we'll see brain point at some point in the next round. I, I, I really do. I, th- I think they're going to they're find, find a way to get him in um, sooner rather than later. It's a good sign that we're playing the way we are without him in that last r- round. It, it shows that, you know, what, what we had, you know, that first year when Stamkos wasn't playing where the, the team just really, really kind of bonded ar- and gathered around missing the superstar player and stepping up and playing well. Um, it's kind of what we're going through again. It's good to see, but it's going to be a lot easier with Brain Point in the lineup. So hopefully he can get in here pretty quickly. But um, yeah, I I would guess the series tonight is going to get extended to Game Seven. Personally, it's so weird to think about the Carolina Hurricanes. Obviously, we know they've only won at home, but the fact that they're undefeated at home and then winless on the road in the playoffs crazy. is insane. Like you don't see a home ice advantage like that strong. So it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but, Chase, let's talk about the second-round schedule uh, for the playoffs. Uh, obviously, we got out of the West, the Avs, and the Oilers, and then we're still waiting on our matchup. But uh, the schedule overall. Yeah, so I, we'll start out West, just start out with those teams, and we'll move on to ours, and maybe we can talk about ours a little more. But just kind of go over what's going on with Edmonton and Colorado. Um, Colorado is the top seed in the West. So they do have the home ice advantage through the playoffs. Um, they have the top seed left in the playoffs. So even if they do move on, no matter who they play in the finals, they would have home ice. So they start off at home on Tuesday against Edmonton. And then they got a Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So they got um, every other day, no, no two days off, no back to backs, um, two at home, two on the road, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that normal schedule that you would expect. Um, we at eight o'clock start times for all of those games. Uh, and it's pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, it, it's going to be pretty much 8 o'clock start times all the way through for for the Western Conference. For the East, uh, we're looking at things a little differently. We are starting uh, Wednesday, June 1st. It'll be us on the road against whoever we end up playing. Carolina, New York, doesn't matter. They are the higher seed team, so they will have home ice. So it'll be that Wednesday, June 1st, 8 o'clock. Uh, Friday, June 3rd, again on the road, 8 o'clock game. And then we got a Sunday at 3 um, that'll be at home Tuesday at eight at home. And then we go back to alternating road, home road. If you need game five, six and seven, those will all be, um, eight o'clock games as well. So it's, you know, it's pretty much what we expected. There'll, there'll be hockey on, um, at least for the first four games of each series, you know, pending a potential sweep, there'll be hockey on every single night, which, which will be good. Um, you'll, you'll still get, get that fix. Odds are one of these series is bound to finish before the other, though, so we'll have a couple nights off um, without hockey for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, and Memorial Day, I, th- I think it's nice to give all teams you know, a little rest there. Um, and I talked about it in my solo episode, how the OCD of round two always kills me because they always find a way to put three games on one night and then only have one game on the next. Um, yeah. And they always are able to fix that in the conference finals. So I'm very happy about that here in that schedule. Uh, Going to have Western Conference, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, and so on. So uh, very happy to see that. But, Chase, why don't we just talk about the West before we go to our commercial break? Talk about the Oilers and the Avs and what we saw out of the two teams 
that pushed them into the conference finals. We can start with the Avs. This was a series that you and I projected would end in game five, and then the other one we thought would go to a game six, maybe even a game seven. It was the opposite. The St. Louis Blues were able to extend the series to a game six, but the Avs and Darren Helm, of all people, able to end it in the last four seconds of game six. So I texted you yesterday after the game happened. Uh, in game five, it went to overtime, and I put a considerable amount of, considerable amount of money on Darren Helm to score because Darren Helm hadn't scored a playoff goal yet. I think he hadn't scored a playoff goal in like years. Um, and it just seems like the type of moment that this random player would step up in. Sure enough, Tyler Bozak scores a really dust goal from, from the blue line that should probably never went in. If they would have played longer, Helm would have scored eventually. But it doesn't matter. Uh, that game, you know, ends up with an overtime win for St. Louis. So this game, um, you know, I every once in a while I'll bet last goal scorers in games, but I, I do it whenever it goes to overtime. And then every once in a while in some like regular games, I'll just bet the last goal score. If I, you know, if I think someone might get an empty net goal um, at some point in the game, blah, blah, blah. Didn't, you know, bet last goal score this time. Didn't bet Darren Helm, but I still had the feeling Darren Helm was going to win the series. Sure enough, off of just a fluky play, but puck bounces off the boards right to him. Fires an absolute piss missile for a goal. Gets gets the series winner, game winner. You know, I could have made like 500 bucks, but instead I'm just sitting here crying. But uh, it was it, it was definitely interesting. Good good for him. Um, I figured Colorado was going to come out with the win in this series. It just a much better team compared to St. Louis. I mean, you got Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, Gabriel Landeskog, Devon Taves. Those five right there. I, are better than the, the St. Louis Blues as a whole. It, it, it's not a surprise that they ended up winning. And I, I think that it's set up for a pretty fun series coming up. Absolutely. And I'm excited to talk about that upcoming series. But we got to talk about who's on the other side, that being the Edmonton Oilers. They're able to finish off the Calgary Flames in Game 5. It went all the way to overtime. But Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, both absolute studs. 12 points for McDavid in five games. 17 points for Dreisaitl in five games against Calgary. I mean, you can't really go up against that, give up that much against those two players, and hope to take a series. Dreisaitl was literally playing on a single ankle. Like his, I think his left ankle is just really fucked up, and he's just literally playing on, on one foot, one ankle, and casually put up the highest point per game in a single playoff series in NHL history. 3.4 points per game. No one else has put up more. Just phenomenal, incredible stuff. Guy put the team on his back. Of course, everyone's talking about Connor McDavid. He stepped up, had some real heroics. He got the series-winning goal, obviously. Um, and, yeah, like, you should be talking about him. But what Drysdale did in that series is far more impressive than what Connor McDavid did. Knowing the injury, knowing he got four more points, knowing he stepped up in that game five like he did, he just he, he played incredible. Like, if you look at that, that goal that Connor McDavid scored on just to, to win the series for them. Um, you know, the puck is kind of all along that right wall there and dry going for it. McDavid sees it. So McDavid curls the center ice and dry just knowing how McDavid plays knows where he's going to be. He's able to shelter the puck enough and then literally have the perfect pass where it couldn't be quarter of an inch one way or another right onto Connor McDavid's tape, right into a free open slot where he gets the shot and scores on it. It just, incredible stuff that the chemistry those two have the the amount of skill they have it really is impressive and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch them match up against the colorado avalanche because you talk about those five names that i said for colorado i mean mcdavid and dry might those two might equal those five guys like it, it it's it, it really isn't going to be an incredible amount of talent in the series i'm looking really forward 
to both conference finals on the East and West, I think are going to be some really fun setup series. I do want to swing back around to that, but first, Jay Fresh Hockey, he came out and said he still can't believe that Daryl Sutter got outcoached by Seth McFarlane. He was fully <laughs> expecting to see Michael Backlund all over Connor McDavid the whole series, but rather Daryl Sutter just let his first line go out there, run and gun, and decided not to try to lock down the best player in the world. So that was Jay Fresh Hockey's uh, thoughts on the series. And, I mean, he makes a point. I mean, he he does. And, the you know, go, piggybacking off of that uh, with Jay Woodcroft, this is the fourth – you know, in the last four years, every every single time there's been an interim coach in the um, conference finals. So Jay Woodcroft is that this year, and it, it is fair. He's not someone I you know I really knew much as as a coach uh, or as a hockey executive really by any means coming into getting the job. And I don't think he's done some spectacular job with line matching and players uh, and doing that type of stuff. I I don't think he plays McDavid and Drysdale enough. I've talked about it with. People before, like, I would play those guys 30 minutes a game, literally every single game, at minimum. Like, I don't care how tired they get. You can give them a break in the offseason and give them a break the next season. Like, they, they would just be playing unbelievable amounts of minutes. And he wasn't doing that at first, but they started getting more and more, and they started playing more and more together. So, like, you know, he, he definitely did a better job. But Daryl Sutter really didn't do anything in this series. I, I, I don't think any of his matchups made sense. I don't think his utilization of – you know, Matthew Kachuk was good enough. I don't think there was enough anger between the two teams. Like it, it just he just kind of hung around, and it just kind of proves my point how I don't really like Daryl Sutter as a coach. Yeah, and I I do really want to talk about the Avs and the Oilers matchup and a possible uh, discussion to be had if the Oilers were able to take out take down the Colorado Avalanche. But before I do that, we do got to send it to a quick commercial break. So we'll talk about that right after this. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any of your sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Tweet right here from World Hockey Report. The only thing the Avs have that the Oilers can't match is Kale McCarr. Other than that, it's an advantage Oilers all day long. Thoughts on that, Chase? Uh, goaltending, I got to heavily disagree because Mike Smith let up a goal from 165 feet away. But that's a fair point. Otherwise, it's up front, McDavid and Drysdale make up for so much offensive power that even if you know there there is a really strong top six, like even you know maybe seven or eight forwards that I really like, 
Like I'm just going to go down a list of forwards here for for Colorado that I'm big fans of. Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, Valerie Nishushkin, um, Archery Lekkinen, uh, Nazem Kadri. Like th- those six guys alone right there are studs that are top sixes in every single lineup in the league. But it kind of doesn't matter when you have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl that have 26 points through the playoffs so far. Dreisaitl putting up 17 in a series. McDavid putting up 13 in a series. And then Evander Kane very clearly mixes really well with Connor McDavid and does well with Dreisaitl too. He really fits in on that team. And then you can go deeper in the lineup. You you know, Nuge has been playing well. Uh, he's been playing better, I should say. Not well. He was struggling a little bit first, but he has been imp- improving getting there. Zach Hyman has been playing well. Pooley Arvey still buzzes around the ice. Uh, Ryan McLeod is a really good bottom six type guy. So they, they've got enough um, on offense to where the depth kind of can do a good enough job matching. And then that star power is just so overwhelming. But then you look at the defense. Yeah. Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Sam Gerard is going to be out, which sucks. But um, those, even those top two, it really doesn't matter when you got Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard. You know, I, I like Evan Bouchard a lot. I like him as a future player in this league who can be very good, but he's still not there yet. He's still got a couple of years to really get to that point and he'll never be a Kale McCarr. And then I think Darnell Nurse is overrated. So I don't ha- completely agree, but I, I agree for the most part. I, I, I agree with everything except for goaltending. I do think that is in Colorado's favor. So when we're looking at the three teams that are currently in the conference finals, Tampa, Colorado, Edmonton, I don't think it's a controversial thing to say that the Oilers are the least complete team. I, I would say that's fair. So... Hockey has always been a sport that I know you uh, have told me this multiple times, but hockey is the most team-oriented sport. Uh, You've always said basketball, you can have players just absolutely take over. That's barely a team sport. You look at football, if you have the right quarterback in place, you can do some crazy things. Uh, Baseball and hockey are those two sports where you would say it's probably most team-oriented. I think if the Oilers go on this run and they're able to pull it off, that might not be in the same conversation. I mean, the Oilers have had multiple players step up, not just two, but if you swap Dreisaitl and McDavid for anyone else in the league, the Oilers aren't doing the same thing. No, I absolutely not. You can, you can choose the next best players, Nathan McKinnon and Austin Matthews, and they're not doing the same things. Like They're just not. It's It, it really is unique because... There's not really been a team that we've ever seen do this. Because even when you look at, like, you say, oh, you know, the Wayne Gretzky Edmonton Oilers, they won four cups in five years, and Wayne Gretzky was carrying the team. You can say that, but, of course, they still had Mark Messier and Yari Curry. Like, they they, they had all, all these, like, studs, and it was a really well-rounded team. This is the only team that I've seen have this much of a legitimate chance where I think that it's a very legitimate chance they beat Colorado. I don't think this series is like a 70% Colorado win. I think it's closer to 50-50 than anything. It's, it, it's the only team I've ever seen have this legitimate of a chance that is so top-loaded. And, it, you know, it's it's making thoughts on hockey going to be a little different, a little more unique. So when you got like Connor Bedard coming into the league here in a couple of years, maybe he can be the same type of impact that Connor McDavid is, and maybe he can, you know, truly – be the one guy that makes everybody better no matter who you are around him like McDavid does. And maybe that's enough to carry teams with the way the game's played nowadays, a lot more skill and speed based. But, you know, I'm really not going to begin to start feeling that way and start truly believing that way until I see the Oilers win a championship, until I see them maybe win a second or third as well. So are you taking the 
Cavs in this series. Or I am. Okay. I am am leaning towards the Avs as well. I mean, what these two players have done, absolutely unprecedented, but the Avs, the more complete team, more confident in the goaltending. I think you're looking at Connor McDavid on one side and then the Connor McDavid of defensive players and Cal McCarr on the other. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of special things happening out there, but I'm going to take the Avs in six. I think I'm going to have this go the distance. I think I'm going to go abs and seven. Um, you know, I, I, I think Kale McCarr and I think it's going to be a battle between Kale McCarr and Connor McDavid. I think I don't think dry titles. He could like, don't get me wrong. It's very possible, but I don't think he's going to have the same type of series. He did last series. That's, mm-hmm. that's hard to replicate. So I imagine he slows down. McDavid picks with paces here or this series. And I think McCarr is going to be the, be the big player for Colorado. But, you know, another guy who he, he I talk about him, I love him. He's probably my favorite player in the league, Valerian Nishushkin. This guy is incredibly underrated. Um, if things are done right and he's matched up well, if Jared Bednar can make sure he's pretty much always on the ice with Connor McDavid or Leandre Saddle, like, like he could really limit some damage because that guy is just an absolute fiend of an offensive player. So it's going to be interesting to see how this um, series is played because if, if it's coached really well, we could end up seeing – either a ridiculously low scoring series compared to expectations or a ridiculously high co- co- or scoring series. Like, like it could go one way or the other. And I don't think it's going to be average. I think it's going to be one of those one way or the other. The thing I want to see the most is back to back 200 foot plays from Cal McCarr and Connor McDavid. Oh dude, that, that'd be great. Like, just, like Nathan McKinnon's hat trick goal. Yeah. Just, just end to end like 30 seconds apart. Like, Ah, that'd be so great. Uh, When we look at the other side, though, Chase, you and I talked about it last episode. Whether it's the Hurricanes or the Rangers, we're very confident in what this Tampa Bay team can do. Uh, Very confident that no matter who we face, it'll be Tampa taking it. I wish we'd be talking about our series the same way that we talk about Colorado Edmonton because that's such a dream matchup in the West. It's going to be so much fun and I think the dream matchup, like we've seen, has been was Tampa Toronto round one. I think that was mm-hmm. the best Eastern Conference matchup that there could have been this year. I agree because, like, like you know, I thought it was going to be the Battle of Florida, but the Panthers weren't up for the challenge. And that series in round one was very entertaining. It was it, it was really good. That was great hockey, and it, it, it's hard to see the East, you know, topping that anyway. And it's a shame. I, I would I would love to be to be proven wrong. I would love for the series to be very entertaining. Still, see our Tampa Lightning come out on top, of course. But I, I want entertaining hockey more than anything. Sure, you want them to just go out and sweep every series, go sixteen and zero, win the cup. But I also want to see more hockey. I, I love this. I love the sport so much. I want to see these series go seven games and just see as much hockey as I can. And I, I just, I don't have the faith in that happening in this series because I just, I, I don't see how either one of these teams has a better forward D or goalie core than Lightning. Sure, you can argue Shesterkin's had a better season than Vasilevsky because he has. But at the end of the day, if I'm taking one goal, like I'm taking Andre Vasilevsky in the league. It's not even a debate. Yeah. This Tampa team is so hard to match up against because you got a team out there like Florida who's such a complete team. Guess what? Tampa's even more complete when you look up and down the roster. You got a great team like Toronto. Man, they've got so many stars. Tampa's got more. Like, Igor Shosturkin and the Rangers, they've got such a good goalie. Vesna, um, you know... Uh, what is it? Vesna. Vesna winner, heart finalist. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I was going to say Vesna finalist, but yeah, we can no, go with Vesna, Vesna winner. winner. Uh, such a great goaltender. 
Well, Vasilevsky's right there. So there's so many things that just point towards Tampa's favor. And I really feel like uh, Edmonton could be one of those type of teams if you see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl perform like they did against Calgary. That could abs- that could actually stand a chance against Tampa. But you need absolute superstars to be playing at their absolute best to take down this Tampa team. And when I'm looking at Carolina and the Rangers, I'm not too confident in that. Yeah, I, I, you just you kind of can't be. As much as, you know, you can go look at the Rangers. I am a big Adam Fox fan. I'm a big Artemi Panera fan. I'm a big Mika Sabinajad fan. I'm a big Keandre Miller fan. I'm even a big Alexis Lafreniere fan who's been, you know, been getting more minutes and been looking better and better and more comfortable. I, I, I like a lot of those guys. Of course, Shesterkin is a fun goalie to support, but they just don't even come close. You go look at Carolina. Andrei Svechnikov has been a bit underwhelming. Um, you know, Sebastian Ajo is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it's he's like the fourth best player on, on Lightning if he's lucky. On, on the back end, it's just a nice decor. There's no one that I think is just a su- absolute superstar defenseman. Yeah, sure. Jacob Slavin is um, someone who is probably underrated as a defenseman, but he still doesn't come close to our top three. And then, and again, that's not even, it's not even worth talking about. Mm-hmm. So like, it, 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 it's just, you should feel pretty good being a Tampa Lightning fan going into the series. Um, I, I really hope we're not disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I think that going into this, as long as Tampa doesn't underestimate any of these teams, which I highly doubt that would happen. We've won 10 straight playoff series for a reason. Yeah. John Cooper and the staff has these guys ready to go always, no matter what. So I feel like there will be no underestimating Carolina or New York, whoever we get. Uh, this should be a series in which we should advance. But Chase, we can get off that topic now. Let's talk about the Avs and Red Wings documentary coming out on ESPN. What are your thoughts? Dude, it, I, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but it looks sweet. It, it looks super entertaining. You're getting a lot of um, personal interviews about the people that were involved in those brawls and those rivalries back in the 90s. Um, you know, even at the end, they, they do a little um, flash at um, Vladdy Konstantinov, who, I, you know, I think a lot of hockey fans, especially ones who are familiar with the 90s, know at this time. Um that he suffered a, a horrible car accident, was uh, um, you know left unable to play hockey, paralyzed, and has been really struggling to fight back. But he is doing better and better every day. Um, he, he's interviewed in this, and and, and he's talking, he's doing pretty well. And it, it's it oh that got me so so excited. It, this looks so good. It looks like it's going to be maybe the best hockey documentary that I've, I've ever seen. I've seen some pretty good hockey documentaries in my opinion, but this one it has all the potential to be just an all timer. It's going to be an exciting one to watch. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm going to have to do that right after this because I'll send it to you. all of the hype I've been seeing has been when I was at work. And, you know, when you're at work, you can check real quick, but you can't, you know, sit there for five, ten minutes looking at stuff. So right. uh, I haven't been able to sit down and actually watch the trailer. But knowing everything that I do between the Avs and the Red Wings, their huge rivalry, uh, I fully expect it to be an exciting one. And I watched the... Uh, Russian Five documentary that came out a couple years back and loved that. So I fully that expect this to be as as good. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be. I'm I'm sending it to you right now. It, it it's got the potential to really to really be something awesome. Sweet. Well, let's now talk about Yarmir Yager as he plans to continue playing. Yeah, dude. He's going into his 35th 
uh, season of pro hockey at 50 years old. He plans to play for Cladno again in the top check league, playing with Thomas Bukanich. Um, he's ready to run it back, team that, he, that he's owned for a lot of years. It's, just, it's cool to see because he's, you know, he's still hanging in. He's by no means does he not belong in the league. He's someone that he belongs. He, he fits in. Um, you know, his speed and stuff is obviously his biggest concern at this point when you're 50 years old. It, it definitely, you know, brings you down. But, like, he's he's still bringing offense. He's obviously just – he's Yammer Yager. Having that presence in the locker room, it's it just – it, it motivates you to, to work 10 times harder. So he just brings this, this presence, this aura that you just, you can't find anywhere else. Uh, it, it's, it's a great addition if, if he keeps playing for Clyde. No, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, I, I really wish he didn't retire from international play all those years ago. Cause I would have loved to see him play in the world championships this year, but instead of have to settle to try to find some time to watch some track league games next year. Yeah, absolutely. And Thomas Placanich haven't heard that name in quite a while. Pull yeah, up his elite prospects. He was nearly a point per game this year in the Czech League. Yeah, he's still like a solid hockey player, and it's a league. It's really not that good of a league, to be honest. The Czech League, it's it's of like the main pro leagues in Europe, is one of the lower ones, but it's still solid hockey. It's not a super high scoring league by any means, and like he, he can still play. He can he still rocks the turtleneck. Um, like, like he he's he's still a solid hockey player. He might be able to be a bottom six guy on some NHL teams currently. Still, like he he still got that talent in him. Still rocking the turtleneck. Hell yeah, dude. It's great. Love to see that. All right, well, let's do a quick check-in with the World Championships. And uh, then we've got some tough news to talk about. Yes, we do. So, um, you know, going over the World Championships real quick, we see that the U.S. lost to Finland today. Uh, So the U.S. will be playing for a bronze medal against um, the Czech Republic. It'll be Canada, Finland, and the um, gold medal game, if I'm not mistaken. For some reason, how did I say that? That sounds wrong. Am Am I wrong? Um, I'm, I'm, sorry, what? No, um, the the gold. I'm I'm pulling up right now just to make sure because some reason I, I said it and it just didn't sound right. But um, yeah, no, okay, I, I I'm correct. I'm just tripping. It's so it's it's U.S. and Czech playing for the bronze, mm-hmm. Finland and Canada playing for the gold. Um, I, I don't know if if anyone saw this or noticed, but you know the last couple games the U.S. have been really plagued with injuries. Um, you know, two games ago in the quarterfinal game, they played. Um, they only had five defense, and Sarai Barber had to go back and play a D. Well, sure enough, um, I don't remember who it was, but someone had a family emergency, um, so they had to go home. So they were down to 4D. So they had two forwards playing defense today. Um, and so they had the 12 forwards, then their four defense, and then their two forwards who were playing defense. Um, the team was really beat up and struggling, and really like the, the only two guys that are even like NHL talent-level type defensemen were Seth Jones and then Luke, Luke Hughes, who hasn't played a, a single game against men's like hockey players yet going into this tournament. So the U S they had a tough draw uh, going, you know, like going for them, but they did their best and they still have a chance to get bronze. Um, you know, maybe they can squeak it out against the checks, but uh, we'll see, we'll see if Finland and Canada fight it out for gold and silver. Um, not too surprising. You know, the, the two teams that have, you know, as you expect to, that would compete pretty well in this tournament. Finland has been rolling. They've been getting that great goaltending that we've talked about. Um, Yuho Okinura has been still playing great. Still got an eight six goals against and a nine sixty one save percentage. She's just, just really carrying that team. It's it, it, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I you know I I think there there there's a chance that maybe a couple guys that aren't signed to NHL contracts currently playing in this tournament might get some deals out of this. Um, you know it happens sometimes, but I don't think we're gonna see anybody that had like you know some breakout world championship come play in the NHL and be like a stud next year by any means. Gotcha. What do you think about Finland and Canada? You think that. The goaltending of Finland will still be able to, you know, lock it down, get them the gold, or you think Canada's probably the favorite? 
I don't know, dude. Like in, in a tournament like this, it's it's just the right amount of time where that type of goaltending can be kept up the whole time. So I, if I'm putting money on it, I'm I'm probably gonna bet on Finland. It's hard it's hard not to because if this was a you know if, say say this was like a six week long tournament, sure you you would expect um that that goaltending to slow down. But it's 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 a essentially a two week tournament. Two weeks is enough time where that goalie can stay hot keep going and and not drop off. So I got to put my money at Finland. Sounds good. Well, we talk about Finland and Canada. Now we got to strictly look at hockey Canada and some of the tough allegations going against them right now. Yeah. So there was recently a court case. I believe they came to a settlement um, outside of court for an amount. I'm not sure of. I know that at the time the um, defendant or the prosecutor, excuse me, was asking for $3.55 million. Um, so a, a young woman accused, I believe it was eight total players from the 2018 U-20 Men's Canada World Championship team as from sexually assaulting her. Um, she, at the time, it was intoxicated. They likely were as well. Doesn't excuse anything by any means. But um, she talked about this happening. And now the NHL is looking into it, saying um, if we find out that any of these players did anything, they w- will be paying the price. And, you know, that, that is fair. It's just it's such a shame. It's a, it's a big stain on on the sport of hockey, sport that I love and care about. You know, I hate seeing these type of things happen. And these type of things do happen. I, I've, you know, I, I've seen too many stories and, and, and heard too many things, read too many things to know that this stuff's gone on for all too long in hockey. Um, so it's very likely this did happen, which is such a shame. So hopefully whoever was involved, uh, they get brought, you know, they, they get their, um, justice served to them. Yeah. And the hard part is it feels like it's not been diminishing. Like these stories just continue to come out and it's really unfortunate because there's been a lot of movement and positive change that's happened in the game of hockey. And then stuff like this just continue to set us back and it's just a tough thing to deal with and um a very unfortunate situation and like you said if it if it was true that you know it happened uh then rightfully so these guys should be punished absolutely all right well we can get off that topic now and move on to hockey name of the day um very interested in this one they got a little more alliteration and my phone is blowing up because apparently one of the groomsmen has uh, just went and got his suit, and his pants are six sizes too big. <laughs> six? <laughs> oh, my gosh. How the hell does that happen? He, he said, uh, my pants are six waist sizes too big and, like, five inches too long. <laughs> and he's arguing with the people right now. Uh, wedding's tomorrow, folks, if you weren't aware of that. So this is going to be something. Um, oh, God. All right, well, hockey name of the day here. We've got... Uh, Kaknazar Kenesbay. Kenesbay. So yeah, so 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 Kaknazar, Kaknazar. Excuse me. So Kaknazar Kenesbay. Kenesbay. Yes. Kaknazar Kenesbay. What what a, what a name! Uh, this young Kazakhstani defenseman, nineteen years old, six foot five, hundred eighty seven, massive human being, currently playing in the. Uh, top Kazakhstan league or signed there for next year. Played on the Kazakhstan U20 team. Um, or like in the U20 league, excuse me. 
And, th- you know, did fine last year. Played 33 games in the Pro League, four points fi- um, four points or five games in that U20 league. Solid player. Played on the U20 team. Um, I'm sure he will again this year. He's got another year of eligibility. Um, but a solid defenseman, someone that, you know, I, I don't think we're really going to have our eyes on for the NHL level by any means. But someone that we should see in the international game, especially for Kazakhstan, if they can, you know, continue to stay up at the higher levels of World Championships and stuff. Yeah, that's really good. And any alliteration name is just peak of names in the universe. Isn't that right, Chase Crosh? You're damn right, Mike Mitchelson. So, yeah, it's uh <laughs> All right, well, well that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out. Chase, hit him with an outro. Yeah, uh, again, appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, we, we, we really do appreciate you listening to Patrick's on Patreon. Support us there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. You can get all the content you need between those three tremendous Twitter accounts. You know, you can keep up to date with the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. Keep up to date with us. You know, we're going to be doing some WNP stuff coming up here. Hopefully this week, if not by the next week, for sure, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting things rolling. So it, it's, it's going to be exciting to be on the lookout for that. We're really it's for some football content. But nonetheless, make sure to go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. You can raise five stars wherever you're listening. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you can leave a question, comment, concern, we'd appreciate that as well. But whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.